0: Welcome to Care Talk, America's home for incisive debate about healthcare business and policy. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO
1: of CareCentrics.
0: David, we were wrong. The FDA commissioner is not going to be our nominee. I can't believe it, John. Uh, I don't know why they didn't consult with us. They almost always do. Uh, But in this case, they went ahead and nominated something old or something new. Dr. Robert Califf has been nominated to be the head of the FDA. So what do you think about that, John?
1: Well, David, I want to know who this guy is. There's got to be room in the... In the in the in Washington for another old white guy. Well, the thing is, John, he's only seventy,
0: so that is now the new middle age. But uh, he is a cardiologist. Uh, that's among his uh, his qualifications. He also has a qualification that he he was actually head of the FDA before in the waning days of the Obama administration. But most of what he's done, John, is been at, at Duke, where he has been leading their clinical trial center and organizing. Real big trials for a long time. They they refer to him. Biden used the term trialist. He's a clinical trialist.
1: <laughs> well, I think, I mean, the the reality is uh, Dr. Robert Califf is one of the more qualified candidates. I, I do think that this administration, more than others, has really screened for diversity. And so I'm kind of half shocked that he got the job. But he's got a very good reputation. He's tough on tobacco, which is still kills and draws in way too many addicts and kills too many of them over time and adds enormous costs to the healthcare system. One of his big areas of research is on cancer and tobacco. He knows kind of how to make the trains run. I mean, this is an administration that, to put it gently, hasn't always led from the front from a management perspective. He's got a very good reputation, both with the Obama White House and Within the FDA of making things happen. And he's got a, a little bit of technology background. We've sprinkled a little googlish. He's a little
0: googly, David. Do you know, did you know that? One of the people that we were thinking about uh, for this role has also worked at uh, so-called alphabet slash verily. Of course, that was Amy Abernethy, who we met up with at, at Health. We nominated her, didn't we, David? <laughs> that may be the problem, John. They, the, the problem was the nomination didn't come from a diverse set of people. That's the problem. Well, I, I,
1: I think that they were, for whatever reason, they have waited far too long. They at least responded to our demand that they move forward with someone. I mean, we're in the midst of a public health crisis. We're at one of the moments of enormous innovation and risk. We're trying to, as a federal government and people, reset the way we price and create access to drugs. It is it is sort of crazy that we don't have a head of the FDA already in the seat and working. And it it, it actually, at least for me, calms me a little bit that they picked someone as well-qualified who really kind of knows how to do the job
0: as Rob Califf. So John, John it seems like it, okay, it makes sense and sort of clear and it's not a diversity candidate, but I mean, why now? And if it's so obvious, why didn't President Biden just nominate him six, eight, ten months ago? It's not as though there's all of a sudden a crisis and a need for someone to run FDA.
1: Well, I think as much as we can read the tea leaves that are dry now, probably from being over, over-tested, um, there was some movement, I think, to uh, appoint Janet Woodcock, who was the acting director and actually has, again, a, a good background in knowing how to work the FDA, she was a. There, there, there are these major long-term uh, bureaucrats who are directors of the the bureaus. The FDA is a pretty large, complex organization. It actually covers everything from food, uh, medical technology, um, uh, public health, as well as pharmaceuticals. And she was an acting director, and it's super smart. But somehow she was tarnished. I mean, there's a. There's a, there was a, there was early on, she somehow got on the wrong side of some of the constituency groups. And I think that created a pause. And as much as I can tell from the outside, what have you heard?
0: Yeah, John, I think it's the same thing. They wanted Janet Woodcock. She's competent. She's well-known. She's well-established there. Uh, but she lost favor and they couldn't put her through. And then I think there's rules with this vacancies act. That means that she can't be the acting person, uh, Forever, they have to nominate somebody, and then and then she can stay acting for a while, so she may be the acting person for quite some time. You know last time uh Califf was nominated, there was a long delay before he was finally confirmed. When he was confirmed, it was eighty nine to four back in twenty sixteen You know that opposition came from Democrats, John, not from the g o p
1: well it's it's bizarre that some of the criticisms are that that any of the nominees might be somehow qualified. Because they have a background in pharmaceuticals, I mean, the problem uh, in Washington is is politicians not taking action on drug pricing. Not whether people who actually know a lot about the regulatory process, who at one time or another are bureaucrats, have somehow advised some of these pharmaceutical companies. But that appears to be one element of taint that some of the some of the advocates f- fix on. The more bizarre one for me is uh, uh, Senator uh, Democratic at times, Senator Joe Manchin's criticism of Rob Califf somehow blaming him for the opioid crisis, which is a collective moral and regulatory failure. Now, how he ties that to Rob Califf, I don't know. I mean, he was governor of the state when it was going down the drain in terms of opioid, the growth of opioids. Deaths and I, I, you know, and he, he, Rob Califf could be no more blamed for the opioid crisis than the governor of West Virginia. But I, but it's it, it appears to be a, a challenge, and Joe Manchin is one of the most important votes in the Senate, but he's only one vote. So I, I think that um, Dr. Califf is likely to get nominated, uh, sorry, to likely to be approved uh, because he was well uh, respected on both sides of the aisle because of his competence and expertise.
0: John, in addition to these uh, complaints about how he handled the opioid uh, epidemic and, and supposedly being too lax on uh, allowing the approval and distribution of these drugs, uh, he also had let stand Janet Woodcock's approval of a drug through Duchenne muscular dystrophy, even when there wasn't that much evidence that it might work. Now, that's pretty indirect because he he's not the one that made the approval. He just basically said she had not overstepped uh, her authority. Now, interestingly, you know, Public Citizen uh, and another group I hadn't heard of called Revolving Door came out against him for being close to the pharmaceutical industry, as you say. Now, my only concern with his competence is that I see what they're criticizing him for is taking a total of $93,000 in consulting fees over the years from pharmaceutical industries. So my only criticism, John, is that as a consultant, you know, that's not you can't really make a living on ninety three thousand dollars over a few years. I mean, that's a pretty bad consultant. You know, you know,
1: David. People should not get consulting from you. They should go to guys like Rob Caleb, who are much more qualified
0: than you, and it's clearly don't charge very much. He's like undercutting us, you know, by charging ninety percent less or something. I don't know what he's thinking. Uh, but, but, I, but I think David, look, look, he
1: he was the one who leaned in on regulating e-cigarettes. He was in the midst of taking action. On vaping, he's all over. I mean, tobacco remains uh, one of the biggest public health problems in America and the world, and he's all over it. Um, he put a black box warning in for mixing uh, benzodiazepines and opioids. Uh, those are the the drugs that a lot of folks use for a- as antidepressants, uh, and opioids obviously for pain. So, I actually think that he has a pretty decent regulatory track record. A willing willing to take on big entrenched rich uh, uh, providers of either your recreational drugs or uh, drugs in, in in the first place and and honestly uh, when I've seen him speak he seems pretty thoughtful and tough minded and I think that there is a big advantage in having someone who's got some Google background in there we d- we have a, a serious dearth of tech knowledge and talent across the government at a senior level. I'm really encouraged by that. It's one of the reasons why I thought that Dr. Amy Abernathy might have been great. Um, and while I'm not a big Duke basketball fan uh, uh as yeah. as he is, um I I uh I I do think that it, it's a pretty it's a pretty strong appointment. When you mix competence with the willingness to actually use regulatory authority um, and, and, and he's got a very good academic reputation in the areas that he's done research independent of the fact that he doesn't price his consulting at the extortionate rates that you do. I think, I think it's a pretty strong appointment.
0: Yeah. Well, I, John, I think the, uh, the Duke basketball fan, that is a bit of an issue, but I think he had to, uh, eat his uh, hat, so to speak, and had to wear a, a Maryland uh, shirt at one point because he lost some sort of a bet. It is interesting. I know we don't like to talk too much about the inside the beltway. Uh, proceedings. But it is interesting what might happen here. You know, you mentioned Manchin as being a foe. And usually that's a problem because you assume that the, all the Republicans are against whatever it is that Biden is doing. Here, interestingly, another person that's in his corner is Bernie Sanders. <laughs> so it's the two of them. And you got to wonder, I mean, do you really think that like all Republicans will go from having supported uh, Califf last time to opposing him? Probably not. So I think he could probably make it, uh, he can probably make it through. Um, and I also wonder about you know when I see these things from, like from public citizen, for example, and they say it's too close to the pharmaceutical industry, I mean, what do they want some kind of complete ignoramus up there that's never done anything related to clinical trials when after all, we are talking about drug approvals based on on trials the The process of
1: presidential appointments through the Senate is really fraught with trouble we've got. Uh, Republican two Republican senators Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz who are sitting on like thirty to forty foreign policy and national security appointees because they want to, in one case they want everybody to resign over Afghanistan and the other I don't know what Ted Cruz wants other than attention uh, but I I think that the 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 president any president really needs to have the ability to appoint the majority of who they want to actually run the government. These are thousands of jobs that need to actually run as we manage these trillion-dollar budgets. Um, it is, it's, it's sort of crazy because the, what, what happens when you don't have an appointee in place, um, Well, you can have an acting person in place, but they actually have a limited time in office. It's actually uh, not the, the vacancy rule, but almost the anti-vacancy rule, Um, That they want uh, the the biases towards putting someone in in that role. And if you put a bureaucrat in that role, they're actually limited in terms of decision making, consciously so. So you've got a situation where you either don't have someone in place or you have someone in place who can't do much. And I think the the bigger issue here, as you think about the inside the beltway, is how do you fix that broken process where. Um, in 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 depending on it, either the the one or two senators can really gum up the works. But I agree with you in this particular case because he's got a, a has had has shown a strong a strong track record of being a balanced uh, advocate for the right kind of regulatory form. I th- I think he'll get through, um, and you know maybe that maybe maybe he'll survive that 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 obsession with
0: basketball. So, John. So, let's talk about. I, I, I do want to pick up on what you said about uh, technology. And when we interviewed Dr. Abernathy, you know, she said she stays up at night worried about data quality, and a lot of that has to do with the generation of real-world evidence that's actually tied into uh, the way drugs are used in the, you know, in the so-called real world. He has talked about that, Dr. Kalif. Uh, that that will be a priority for him. If you look at let's look at some of the challenges that he's going to have to address, assuming he actually does get his day in the you know in the Senate and gets confirmed. There have been eight directors of the FDA since 2015, John. That is kind of crazy. That's like worse than prime ministers of Italy during the the heyday of uh you know of the of the uh, lack of cohesiveness in that government and trust has been eroded and it's a problem. So what is he going to have to do in terms of his agenda? Once he gets to FDA as the permanent director, well, I
1: think I think actually there's there's plenty of work to do, David. <laughs> I mean, we've got. I, I think that the FDA remains sort of one of the linchpin roles uh, in the midst of this um, this this public health crisis. I think you know there, there, there's plenty of work to do here, and I think he can do it. But this the the the, the primary job of everyone in healthcare in America right now is to get us through and manage this, this, this pandemic. I mean, that, that's job number one right now.
0: So John, we were way wrong about who was going to be nominated. Now let's say, let's, let's make a prediction. Uh, will he be confirmed? And in what month? If so, you start. Uh,
1: I think that uh, R- Dr. Robert Califf, uh will be uh, formally nominated and approved within the next 90 days.
0: Okay. I'm going to say yes. And also President's Day around then that's going to be Biden's present as president. Well, that's it for yet another edition of Care Talk. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John
1: Driscoll, the CEO of CareCentrics. Thanks for listening and please subscribe.